0: Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, a place where you can have daily inspiration, meditations, and conversations to help you connect to your own inner guidance. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Lauren Lee. I'm a meditation guide and the founder of Inner Rebel Company. I'm helping you connect to your own inner guidance. Come check out the show. What's up, Inner Guidance Daily family? How have you guys been? How are you feeling today? I'm really excited for you to hear this particular podcast. It has been something that has been on my mind for a long time. Like, why do we see 1111? Why do we pay attention when things are repeating in terms of our numbers? Why are we paying attention to certain types of numbers? How did we even decide we have a favorite number, right? These were questions that I've had for so long. And I am honored to have Nat Olson, who is your numerologist and philosopher friend. And she's here to help you. She's here to help you unearth your numbers, to find your superpowers, to find what's hidden in your birth name and your birth date so that you can create the life that you really want. For the past decade, Nat has been coaching individuals in her private numerology practice. She's become the secret weapon for best-selling authors for wall street financers and ceos of multi-million dollar companies she has also been featured as a featured columnist in the largest online numerology and spiritual community in the world called Numerologists.com. they have over 2 million trusted viewers and readers and they trust Nat to bring information to us every single day this episode and no joke i just looked down at the timer of the recorder and it said 111. <laughs> 11. This episode is going to be so powerful for you. Nat gives it it to us in a real and digestible way. And I love how her perspective is at the end of the day, you have this incredible ability to have choice and the power of will. I'm so excited you're here to check out this podcast. Join the show. Hey, welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. I'm so glad you guys are here today. This is one of my one of my like must haves for the year of, of episodes I wanted to create. So this is all about numerology and so much more. So Nat, thank you so much for taking the time. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lauren. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you doing today? How are you oh. feeling? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm feeling,
1: I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really Good. Good.
0: I know this is a very interesting time. I'll just say that, you know, everybody is feeling 2020. And, and realistically, it's not like January 1st, 2021, things are just going to poof, you know, yeah. go back to get to normal, the light switch is going to turn on. Um, you know, and so I, I look, I'm just going to jump right in. Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I look at numerology as a way, as one of many ways to help us navigate, persevere, to support our path, to inner guidance, to inner peace and harmony, Mm. to maybe even positivity. What led you to work and study and provide this service to people? What, where did you find the love for this?
1: Well, in my early, in my early twenties, I was a nutritionist. And I really believed that if we had a problem in the physical world, it could be solved by physical means. So it's a very Newtonian way of looking at life and it's how a lot of us start out. Um, But this thing happened, which is here I was, the healthiest person that you would have ever known while my friends were, you know, drinking champagne on New Year's Eve. I was having herbal tea, um, (laughs) whole food diet, you know, I was, I was really stringent in making sure that I had the purest diet, the healthiest lifestyle. And I woke up one morning really sick. And fast forward to about six months later from the onset of my symptoms, um, where I could barely walk, I could barely eat. I had gone to all these doctors and specialists, and they knew something was wrong. I, my immune system just wasn't functioning, but they didn't know why. And I finally was sent home And they said, listen, you're probably going to have this for the rest of your life. So just adjust. And so this was sort of um, a very messy spiritual awakening. I remember crying in the bathtub that night. (laughs) It was very messy. Um, But the only thing that I could do at the time was read. And there was this old box of books that I had stored away. And on the top of that pile was a book by Matthew Goodwin, who was this MIT graduate, this super cool guy, who fell in love with something called numerology. And he saw that numerology had an uncanny ability to accurately predict human behavior. And so I crunched my numbers. And in numerology, we have a core chart that's similar to the birth chart that you might find in an astrology chart. When I crunched my main core numbers, I learned more about why I was sick than Mm. I had learned in that past six months of my journey.
0: Mm. And
1: I learned more about myself and my power than I had ever learned in my, I don't know, 24 years of living to that point. So I applied the wisdom of, in particular, my life path number, because that was the first number that I worked with. And I started getting better. And I started getting better so fast that it was something that I couldn't ignore. Whoa. Yeah. And I think within a couple of weeks, I started to see improvements where I could eat a little bit more, I could walk more. And then within about, th- I think it was three to four months, I was basically 90% recovered. <sighs> So, um, but that was not enough for me to transition from nutritionist to numerologist, mm-hmm. you know, yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: because I didn't want to be a numerologist. I didn't yeah. want to take this, this <laughs> unconventional route. I didn't. Yes. Um, but then I started crunching the number of friends and family and crunching the numbers of those clients of mine in my practice that were open to it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe how accurately, it depicted every single person that I knew. Like, I'll give you an example. I yeah. remember where I was. I was parked in my like, little Honda Civic on Lake yeah. Siskiyou in Northern California. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I crunched the numbers of my father. And he is a nine life path, nine expression number. And the nine is the humanitarian, the wise old soul, the activist. And my father had been a political activist my whole life. Mm -hmm. to my utter irritation as a teenager. You know, he dragged (laughs) me out to protests on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Berkeley. I mean, he's uh, incredible. He's an incredible person. Mm -hmm. But I remember I was drawn to tears because I never truly understood my father until that Mm. moment. Wow. And um, it's one of the other benefits, side benefits of numerology, not only that you fall in love with yourself, but that you are better able to fall in love with and appreciate other people. Yeah. So um, I did the numbers of my sister, six life path, six expression number, the caregiver, the the nurturer. She had her whole life wanted to be a mom and devote herself to creating a stable, solid family. I mean, it was in her numbers. Right. And then I started doing the numbers of clients and they were getting more results from, you know, one 50 minute session than they were getting from months and months of menu plans and, you know, nutrition work. Yeah. Right. And so that was when I had to make the commitment to jump ship into this uh, weird, wacky world of numerology. Yeah.
0: Well, I love that story. And your father sounds like such a beautiful soul, you know, being cool out guy. there and, you know, taking on activists and, and taking on that role. It's, it's a warrior role to be mm. out there shouting in the streets. So I, I'm curious, like, what do you crunch you know, when you're crunching the numbers and, you know, you found out your dad is this life path number nine and and what, what are you putting together to get there?
1: So the premise of numerology is that um, the numbers derived from your birth date and your birth name um, in certain calculations and combinations denote certain aspects of your your personality, your purpose, et cetera. So, the life path number is probably the most well known. It's the easiest to calculate. That was the number that I initially used in my healing process. Right. Um, and so, what you do there is you take all of the numbers in your birth date and you keep adding them down until you get a single fundamental digit. Okay. And that tells us what your life path number is. And there's okay. um, a lot of free calculators. So I can actually send you a link to send to yeah. your audience if they wanted yeah. to calculate the main core numbers of their chart.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely send that along because I know there are people listening, thinking like, what is my number? I want to mm-hmm. know, you know, we always want, we're always seeking more and, and definitely this audience is seeking more about themselves and the, and the truth. What's yeah. your life path number? So my life path number is the number eight. Okay. And what does that mean? So
1: your life path is talking about your purpose and it's not so much who you are as it is who you're asked to become. Mm. Um, So, well, lying in bed when I calculated my number eight, first of all, what was super weird and, and enchanting was when I was a little girl, I was obsessed with the number eight.
0: Really? You remember that?
1: Mm-hmm. I actually remember being sixth grade in Mrs. Howlett's class. And I remember <laughs> she wrote the number eight on the chalkboard. And it was this snapshot memory of that is my favorite number. Whoa, I got goosebumps. I know. And I've had other clients say the same thing. Like I had one client that said his lucky number, he was always obsessed with seven and he happened to be a seven life path. So interesting. yeah, um, but the eight life path is our purpose is to become sort of the CEO powerhouse of our life. And what was so fascinating to me when I learned this was when I was sick, it was at a time in my life when I was really underneath the thumb of a couple authority figures in my life, mm-hmm. and I was actively giving my power away to other people instead of owning my own autonomy. Right. And it was, that was one of the biggest epiphanies for me in that initial healing process. And so when I was recovering and utilizing that number, I was asking myself every morning, Um, What can I do to be the authority and CEO of my life? What can I do to take my power back?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What's fascinating is based on your life path, it tells us, this is going to sound kind of bad, but it tells us sort of what the bane of our existence is. Yeah. So um, the only way that we can become the master of our path is typically by experiencing the opposite. So eights who are meant to be these powerhouse CEO authority figures um, initially experience Intense victimhood. Yeah. Um, so, so that's just one example. So, my father is a nine life path. His purpose is to be this humanitarian, this wise old soul. What's interesting is, um, <laughs> I hope he's not watching this. Um, what's <laughs> interesting about that is that that nine life paths have to experience incredible disillusionment and intolerance, almost like they they can become very instead of open hearted, compassionate people, they might, they might dip into being intolerant or even hateful towards others in the world, because um, it's almost something that you have to dip into to then awaken to this purpose of being a change maker. Mm, So you have to be disillusioned with the world before you go out there and decide to make the world a better place. And Gandhi, who was a nine life path, talked about that. Um, He talked about that moment when he couldn't stand that his people were being persecuted Um, and feeling that feeling in his body of no more, no more. Right. That was what awakened his nine life path.
0: Wow. This is so incredible. And this is why I was like, I have to learn more about this. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it a science? Uh,
1: Well, it's based on your definition of science. So if you say that if you, if you define science as something that has been ex- has exhibited accuracy over the course of time then yeah i mean the reason why this tradition it's you know some numerologists say it's 9000 years old some say 2500 wow. years old but the reason yeah. it persists it's because it points to fundamental archetypes or fundamental forces in our in our world but if you define science as sort of the use of the scientific method Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where you have a hypothesis and you test that hypothesis and you have to have the same result over and over again, there's no way in hell that it is. And here's why, Um, anytime we get into any field that is is, um, touching upon God or spirituality, you cannot use the scientific method because we're talking about something that's infinite We're talking about something that's beyond us. Um, so, So there's that. But then there's something that's even more important, and that's that there's the, we have the power of will. And so what that means is, this is a myth in numerology. So a myth that goes around is that numerology tells your future. No, it doesn't. And anybody that tells you that it does, run for the hills from them, okay? Yeah. Because what numerology does is it tells you the the tools that you have at your disposal, the gifts that you have to be an incredible creator in your life, right? right. But you right. get to do what you want with those tools. Right. So the greatest gift that the divine gave us is our power of will. But that means that you cannot predict what is going to happen to a person right? because they have that power. So I wouldn't say it's a science if you use that second definition.
0: Yeah. And you know what I appreciate you so much saying you know that if some one person is telling you you know the path of your life or telling you the future and saying that I am the all knowing or this thing is all knowing or this way is the all knowing I just appreciate you so much saying that run run, <laughs> you know <laughs> run for- because Truly, you know, in this day and age where everybody is talking, and I think that's great. Um, there's, you know, it's it's confusing, and so making sure that people know that, like, not one person, not one thing is going to tell you your life. You have this infinite, amazing ability to choose, and you have this will. So I just wanted to say thank you for saying
1: that. Oh, well said, Lauren. I'm so happy that you said it too.
0: Yeah, it it really. I think it's one of the things that in spirituality in this. World, um, uh, this group, this community, whatever it's called, you know, where we talk about things that we can't necessarily define, that are unknown, that there is is this space then for somebody to say, "I do know," when truly we, we don't know. We think these yeah. are amazing tools and pathways, even meditation, um, and I, I it's just a, an edge. I think a lot of times people are walking. So I I, I commend you for 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 saying the truth. Oh, Lauren, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So what happens when we don't know our numbers? Like, what, what happens to us? Well, I
1: think that the unfortunate first thing that happens is that we become a doormat for other people. Um, and I don't, it's not because other people are um, bad people, right, it's just because if you do not know yourself, if you don't know your power, if you don't know your purpose and you don't know your gifts, it's like walking around in life without skin, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you feel offended by everybody and everything, or you feel you, you suffer from anxiety, from social anxiety. You suffer from a deep fundamental level of insecurity where you can't go for the promotion. You can't go for the guy or the girl. You can't go for the dream because you literally do not know what makes you valuable or worthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, um, so knowing your numbers helps you grow that sense of self mm-hmm. and it helps you develop an awareness between who you are and who the other beautiful citizens of the world are and i think that's so important and i think it's actually more important than ever because we there's there's this pursuit of sameness which i don't quite understand mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even politically in the political climate, it's like if somebody disagrees or has a different perspective, um, people get up in arms. Mm-hmm. One, of the thing that's so, one of the things that's so beautiful about numerology that I learned really early on is, is the law of uniqueness, which is every person's chart is totally unique and one of a kind. Mm -hmm. so you know how you hear that term everybody's their own unique snowflake yeah Um, (laughs) but it's true and but but people don't think about what that means like what that means is that your beautiful girlfriends that you adore um you're you're not supposed to be like her Mm -hmm. you know your spouse who you are in love with and you're a devotee of you are not supposed to be like him or her And if you don't know this and then you don't have the tools necessary to presence yourself, then you suffer for it, right? Then you can become a doormat for people, um, even for for well-meaning, loving, caring people, because you do not have a solid kingdom of your own individuality.
0: Right. And what an amazing communication tool, you know, of knowing your numbers and somebody else's numbers, especially like for family. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and right now when everything is very divisive and everybody is very like at each other, because we just are so unsure about everything that's going on. It sounds like this is an amazing tool for you to have some sort of footing in this world. Yeah. Would you say that's true?
1: I would say that's, a hundred percent true. Um, my husband is an eight-life path conservative, and I'm an eight-life path liberal.
0: Okay, so and, there's there's different levels of of the number. Or well, conservative political, political. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay.
1: <laughs> Great. Right. And so there well, there are um, there's multiple levels to me saying that, right? So okay. so one thing when we first started dating. Um, I did Nick's numbers and he said, so we're both eight life paths. Is that good? Is that bad? And I was like, well, it's not good or bad, but it definitely means that we are going to have to learn how to share power because Mm -hmm. the eight is the powerhouse, right? So the, one of the things that eights can run into is, um, wanting to be in charge. And so you, you can butt heads, right? So I said, we're going to have to be really conscientious of this. Um, and, and so what was beautiful then was that we have such different, you know, ideological views politically, yeah. um, which has allowed us to learn how to, to understand and honor our differences. Um, and using numerology as a translation device has helped me a lot with yeah. that yeah um you know is is really listening to because because have a spiritual mandate of producing a result so that's the job of the aid is they want to produce a result they want to share power with other people and so whenever we talk politically i'm always thinking to myself what is the result that he's trying to produce behind the scenes like what is wow. the value and wow. it helps a lot
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talking about understanding your partner and being mm-hmm. able to witness them totally, like as they are, because I'm sure there's times, especially politically, you want to be responsive, but here you are in the background, you know, sweetly thinking, like, what is he trying to produce? That's amazing.
1: Well, it's not always like that, it's like, <laughs> but I, but I try, but I try really hard. But <laughs> well,
0: I, 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 I get it. <laughs> um. Okay, so one of the things I was really, really interested in asking you. And I know this community really wanted to know it as well. Is what does it mean when we see repeating numbers? So even when we're on this call, my phone dinged and it was 11. Uh, and oftentimes, you know, I'll be like in the kitchen and I'll just look up at the clock and it's 222. Mm-hmm. Or I get a receipt from somebody that was so nice and it's like a hundred or yeah, yeah, like a hundred dollars or hundred and eleven dollars yes. or you know, or taxes one eleven. What does that mean? Well, the short answer
1: is that it's a spiritual awakening. But what do I mean by that? Um, yeah. Oh, gosh, there's so much here. Okay. Um, so it's a spiritual awakening, meaning that it's waking us up to the knowing that there does seem to be a divine intelligence behind existence. There does, there does seem to be a divine order behind mm-hmm. existence. Um, it's kind of like realizing that this is not this Newtonian world where globs of atoms are just running into each other. Mm
0: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. And the the reason why I'm pausing here is because, can I back up for a second?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Um, There's a particular subset of the population that seems to see repeating numbers. And this is general, but it seems to be very true. People that see repeating numbers aren't just having a spiritual awakening because a lot of people have spiritual awakenings um, in different ways, but why through numbers, right? Mm -hmm. What it seems that people share in common who see repeating numbers is number one, when they were younger, they very much believed in the magic magic and mysticism of life, right? (laughs) So, you know, they're the kinds of people that when they watch Harry Potter or- star wars or something there's this feeling inside their body of wait a minute there's something true here Mm -hmm. so they started out really magical and enchanted by life very very intellectual people but then something happens that caused them to shut the door to the divine Mm -hmm. and usually what happens and this is sort of talking about what we were talking about before Mm -hmm. usually what happens is that they they shut the door to the divine because they confronted dogma or corruption or the misuse of power in a religious tradition or in the spiritual New Age movement, mm-hmm. which by the way is as wrought with corruption as anything else because it's just human nature. Mm-hmm. So so they justifiably shut the door to the divine. But here's the thing about that divine intelligence behind existence. It's your home. It's the place that you came from. It's the field of energy that you'll go back to when you're done here. You can't separate yourself from it. Mm-hmm. So um, the only way that it can reach you is because your heart is shut down it reaches you via your intellect through numbers okay so you're having a spiritual awakening but but it's a spiritual awakening where you're waking up to that magical energy is there it's always been there but you can develop a relationship with it that is honorable and that feels that it has integrity in other words you can develop it on your own terms right so that's the first peace which i know was a mouthful and then there's a second meaning okay but i'll pause here if you have any um, questions on that first
0: no but hold the second meaning cuz i just wanted to tell you why i went oh when you said like yeah. you know these people are people that you know saw like the magic in the world and i literally just thought back to like my childhood when i was like walking in the forest and putting oh. band-aids on the trees because oh. i was like they're hurt you know or something and just being totally <laughs> engulfed in the magic of the world. Yes. And so it just really like, you know, just made a, a fond memory come to mind. But also you were literally speaking to my soul when you were saying all the things you were saying. And I'm going to put a little pin in talking about some of the corruption that happens happens in the spiritual world. Yeah. This has really been top of mind for me lately. But, um, but I, I, so no question. I just wanted to say thank you for explaining that for, you know, all of us and for, um, you know, giving it to to us in a way that's very digestible. So thank you. So, okay. Point number two.
1: Okay. So, and this point is going to be really juicy. Um, I think you're going to really resonate with this one. So point number one, you're having a spiritual awakening. Um, your cosmic best friend is, is reaching out its hand and saying, I'm here for you. Um, you're not alone. There's more to life than just this. Okay. And that's the feeling that we get, by the way, when we see repeating numbers, right? Like mm-hmm. when you see 1111, 11, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, there's this feeling of, of wait a minute, mm-hmm. this is not a coincidence. And it can be numbers, but it can also, some of the things I'm talking about here can be symbols too. I mean, it doesn't have to just be numbers, but um, it's sort of like, this is this weird, wacky holodeck. What is this all about? Mm-hmm. All right. So the second point then is that this divine intelligence behind existence um needs your partnership i call it my cosmic best friend Mm -hmm. um but this is where most people get confused and this is honestly where there's a lot of of understandable but unconscious corruption um around repeating numbers okay is is if you don't recognize this second point, you can go to a dangerous place. So let me give you an example of this.
0: Please.
1: Um, I get emails like this more often than you would realize. Um, I got an email from a long- she had had this magical moment with numbers she had just had this romantic rendezvous with the man of her dreams. And she gets Mm -hmm. into the car and she sees 222 Mm -hmm. and she's flying high and she's emailing me and she's typing and she's like, Oh my gosh, this is the kind of man that I've wanted ever since I was a little girl. I've been so heartbroken. I've been so um, in a dark place. And now, now my moment is finally here. The universe sent me this message, sent me this message that I'm on the right path. And by the way, um, if I see another picture on Pinterest that has repeating numbers, uh, this is my voice now. Um, that that says, you know, 222 means you're in alignment. Keep going. Like I'm gonna barf because yeah. because what I'm about to say. Okay. The the backstory of this lovely young woman is that the man that she had just visited was her married boss. Oh. Okay. And so here's where things get tricky. And this is where my mind goes as a philosopher, is I could venture to guess that serial killers might see repeating numbers or symbols yeah. to say yes, keep going, you're on the right path, right? And these are really important questions that we need to ask ourselves because this spiritual, any spiritual movement, isn't just for fun. It isn't just for self-development. I mean, we're accountable to making sure that it's something that that has um, honor and integrity and accountability within it. So the problem with Believing that seeing repeating numbers is a blanket yes, or it's the sign that there's this energy outside of you that's approving or disapproving of what you're doing, is that it means that if there's a power outside of you that's approving or disapproving of what you're doing, that you no longer are accountable or responsible.
0: Okay, give it to us, girl.
1: That is so Important yes. that you are accountable and responsible, and it's not just important for your life and for your well being and for the people around you and for our planet, right? But it's actually really important because it's what is true, right? Right. So, um, so the second piece is that seeing repeating numbers is a sign that that cosmic best friend is reaching out its hand and it's saying, "I want to co create with you." I want to, I want to match you. I want to help you. But remember one of the greatest gifts that the divine has given us is the gift of will. Mm -hmm. So we, we get to choose what we focus on. So if you're focused on getting the guy, you know, and you're not actually, if you're not actually an intentional, responsible, accountable person to your dreams, you'll see repeating numbers for something that's, that's could be shady. So what's the solution to this, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the solution to this is before you go and start decoding any of these repeating number sequences, number one, recognize that you're having a spiritual awakening. But number two, what that requires is it requires you to develop a spiritual practice to become best friends with this energy. And that means that you have to tell your cosmic best friend what it is that you are wanting to create. Mm. Okay? So if this lovely young woman who by the way had a deep history of being so hurt and so traumatized in her life, if this lovely young woman actually sat down with her cosmic best friend and said, "What I really want is I want a safe, loving, committed, devoted partnership."
0: Yeah, right. Right? Yeah.
1: And she committed herself to that and she turned towards her cosmic best friend to help her to help her with that then it would have been a different story, right? right? Then the messages that she could be receiving, um, the symbols that that would come her way would be supporting her in her journey to be a capable, self-accountable, responsible person in her life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big... Big one. And again, thank you so much for sharing that and saying that to us. Because again, I think we are all looking for answers, especially right now. We just want somebody, something, if it's divine, if it's human, if it's, you know, a book, if it's whatever, to tell us you're on the right path, you're going to be okay, you're safe, you're safe. And we, you know, so badly want to know if we're going down the wrong path. So I think it's incredible to remember to your point, that it's a partnership, it's a dance, you know, and it, you do have this cosmic best friend, but then coming back to your intentions and being so clear on what it is you're actually after and having that contemplative ability to be able to say, what do I really want? Do I want this guy so bad that I'll yeah. do anything to get the guy or do I want this safe, happy, um, grounded relationship? Yeah. How do you, how do you personally guide yourself outside of, you know, like we all have these intentions, you know, but I think sometimes we have these impulsive intentions. I want the guy because that's what everybody yeah. has. Right. Yeah. And, and we're using this example, but there's many things that people impulsively want. They want fame. They want yeah. more likes oh, on good Instagram. Point. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, well, how do we get to that deeper core true thing that we're valuing and intending to get? How do you do that?
1: Well, first of all, I mess up, right? So, yeah. so I think, I think that's important to bring into the spaces that, um, we all mess up. Okay. Can I tell you, I'm gonna tell you a super vulnerable dating story. Can I tell you the story? Yeah, sure. Okay. So when, um, when I was dating, um, I was such a nerd. I, I decided to sit down and write down the, the, the numbers that I wanted to manifest in a partner. Like, like, Wow. The life yeah. path number, the yeah. expression number. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. was quite early in my development. I didn't know what I know now. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so I wrote down I wanted him to have this uh, four life path and a nine expression. Um, because I just intellectually thought that if I had that, like I'd be good.
0: Yeah. Like
1: right. I'd be safe, you know? Right. Right. Um and so I started dating and um I started dating this guy. And lo and behold, he had every single number that I had asked for, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. one would say that that's like a sign. This is the guy, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Luckily, because of my best girlfriend, (laughs) um, before I started dating, she said, Nat, sit down and write out, what are the things that you need in a relationship? What are your non-negotiables? Right. Okay? Okay. So what are the things that you've learned from this, from your past that you have to have? Yeah. So I wrote them all down. So, you know, commitment, honor, um, fun, you know, I wrote down all of these different things. Mm -hmm. I think it was on the third date, um, that this guy, I learned that the number one thing on my list commitment was something that he wasn't willing to provide. Mm. He just wasn't at that place. Right. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: And, uh, It just wasn't his jam and it was it was a painful moment it's painful to be responsible and accountable to your dreams it's hard that's why most people don't do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remembered my list and I remembered that that the intentions that I wrote down um, were what I really wanted and needed to be able to thrive to be healthy right? right So, um, I said, you know what, I'm not the girl for you and you're not the guy for me. And I ended it. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard. Um, but it was, I think maybe three weeks later that I met the man that would be my future husband and I'll never forget it because one of the, one of the, there was the second thing I wrote down, which was honor and, um, oh God, it's going to make me cry. Um, but we went to a wedding. It was when we were really in the early beginnings of dating. We went to a wedding and, and what we were supposed to do is to take these rocks and write, write a gift that we wanted to give the bride and groom. Yeah. Right. Write it on that rock, like a quality that we yeah. would want for their marriage and then put it down at their feet. We all stood in line with our rock and we would put yeah. it down at their feet Yeah. and say, I give you whatever this word is. Right. Oh,
0: cool.
1: My husband is, um, he's a very quiet man, a few words kind of, mm-hmm. Stoic, quiet man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, poor guy, he's out of his element. He's like, Who are these hippie people? <laughs> I took him to this hippie wedding, you know, and he's like, What is this? But he's standing in line and and uh he lays his rock down at the feet of my friend, and he stands up and he says, I give you the gift of honor. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Whew. So to answer your question, um the best thing that you can do in your everyday life is to develop a spiritual practice where you are talking to your cosmic best friends, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call that, um, and you are presencing your deeper intentions, yeah. your core desires, right? Not that I want Joe who lives on A Street, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that. This is this is the deeper element of what I want. Like, really get down into those into those values, yeah. um, so that so that when you manifest the thing, that it's actually in alignment with, with what it
0: is that you desire. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, amazing. And thank you for sharing those stories. <laughs> I had to, I have to ask you. I wrote this down, and it's it's so cool how interviews work, and especially for Inner Guidance Daily. It's they literally just you know, come and how how it works is really just amazingly cool. Um, so I read this quote this morning that I wanted to share with the audience and also with you. And it goes to literally what we've been talking about. And the quote is from Jenny Lee. She wrote a, bar- a book called Spark Change. It's incredible. And one of the things she said is, we must be able to raise difficult questions without falling prey to the negative or judgmental inner critic. So I think right now, for sure, you know, just going through the U.S. political debate uh, you know, that was yesterday, you know, we are raising all of these questions and you know, there's the opportunity to fall prey to like this negative, judgmental, self-critical voice that you know, we have and that the world has and that narrates out to us. So I wanted to ask you, how do you maintain your faith? how do you maintain your faith in numerology and knowing that the divine is true? I know that's a big question, but I'm curious how you, how do you know this is all true for you?
1: Mm. That is such a brilliant question. Um, well, I would say, you know, I, I, the reason why I call the divine my cosmic best friend is because I see it as a partnership and a relationship. And so, if you think about, you know, your relationship with your husband, for instance, or with your child, or with a girlfriend. Um, that relationship's not going to exist if you don't show up and have conversations every day. So I think that that's, that's what has enabled me to have a deep spiritual belief in this work is is the, the habitual process of checking in with my cosmic best friend every morning. So um, on my website, I've got this opt-in where if you sign up for my newsletter, you get the beginner's guide to the zero. And that's the morning routine that I do. It's three to five minutes every morning. And it's what I do to connect to my cosmic best friend, to let my cosmic best friend know what it is that I'm committed to, what it is that's on my heart, what it is that I need help with. And I think that what is is so enchanting is that when I make it a regular practice of doing that, I always receive evidence, um, sometimes synchronistic and chanting, like beyond my wildest dreams evidence Mm -hmm. um, of what it is that I've set an intention for coming to fruition. You know, it's like a chance meeting, a crazy email out of the blue. Um, Oh my gosh, I've got so many stories of, of, evidence that there does seem to be a field of energy that's responding to us. But I think the other thing that I do want to mention here um, is that I do a lot of studying and I do a lot of reading not in the field of numerology. And I think that's been the, the greatest benefit to my work. Um, I love quantum physics and what they're now discovering in quantum physics is that 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 infinite field of energy, that it does seem to respond to us in experiments. So that's what the observer effect. That term was coined by theoretical physicists. Mm-hmm. Um, that that field of energy that sends us these number messages, that sends us these synchronicities that match our intentions or desires at the moment. Um, in a microscope, they can see that it does respond to us as the observer. Mm-hmm. So I think that the daily practice of connecting, seeing the evidence that the work that I'm doing is working, mm-hmm. and then also studying beyond the bounds of this field have deepened my roots of belief in this, this magical tradition. It's Awesome
0: i am in my own just introspection and and reflection and questioning you know and and it's always so interesting to hear how people find what's true for them mm-hmm. you know what's true for you right now and how they they continue to reconnect or question or whatever it might be or find extremely unshakable faith in the divine and source Mm -hmm. and something outside of themselves. So it's fascinating to me. So I appreciate you sharing. All right. So change of gears a little bit for you. Um, You recently shared that 15 years ago, you wrote down what you would want your life to be in 10 years. And I think a lot of people go through this exercise. I think a lot of people have a life written down somewhere in some journal, <laughs> yes. or maybe it's on a, you know, a board somewhere in their home. Um, it's something they're thinking about daily. Um, somehow they're not living the life that they want. It's future projection, right? So you recently shared that you're actually living that life today, the life you wrote down 15 years ago, you know, today it's happening. Uh, and it made me wonder, because that's work, you know. I think some people think like manifesting is this magical do nothing, put it out there, and then step back and wait for the universe to the show. Up. And it yeah. just comes to you. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So I was wondering if you could share what kind of self, what kind of self honoring boundaries did you create in order to finally arrive in this place. And, and maybe it was a very long arrival, but- It was.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> what kind of self-honoring did you do in order to get yourself that to that place?
1: Okay. I think that the first phase was, was for me, obviously, learning about my chart, yeah. which is a metaphor for learning about my gifts, my talents, my awesomeness. The reason why- I feel like this was so important, and I think that predominantly the avatar of my clientele has had this same experience. Is that I did, I grew up not thinking I was ever going to amount to anything, and um, there were other people in my life that knew exactly who they were. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a insecure lost person for a lot of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and what numerology did was it helped me awaken to what makes me special. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't have that anymore. So if you're really lucky and very few people are, if you're really lucky, you're going to grow up with parents who are, cheerleaders for the authenticity of who you are. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Very few people grow up with that. Um, Right. So, so here I am with an entrepreneurial spirit here. I am sort of a philosopher here. I am um, a person that was pursuing a career that was like on the periphery of society. Um, I did not grow up um, with that in my environment right yeah Yeah. Um, and these are aspects of my chart the things i just said are archetypes and aspects in my chart so um so the first piece is numerology helped me awaken to what makes me different it helped me feel that there was a bigger and greater energy that designed me in a certain way and that it's okay to be who i am Mm -hmm. um So that's the first, that's the first piece is self-awareness, Yeah, right? Being able to distinguish what makes me different from other people. And by the way, that's so incredibly important in relationships too, because if you don't know who you are and what makes you different, um, then you can't, it's very difficult. I might even say impossible to ever manifest the kind of relationship or the kind of career that you want um because you just get sidetracked it's so easy to get sidetracked by what other people's expectations are
0: right
1: so so my numerology was definitely the 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 catalyst for that um and then the second the second thing that I'll say that helped me develop that boundary of self is being disagreeable i've had to learn how to be disagreeable mm. um and I think that's something that naturally happens when you start to learn about what makes you different. Mm-hmm. So in numerology, you in your numerology chart, you've got, let's say five core numbers in your chart mm-hmm. and, um, and these, oh, and I know we're almost at time. Um, okay. and these, these five core numbers in your chart are very, very important because they allow you to say, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. And these are my values. And if if a situation or a person doesn't honor or can't receive those values, then you're out, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And most that's where most people fall astray. And so you have to be disagreeable enough, like you know, in dating to be like, no, I'm out. Like this isn't my jam. We don't share values. I have this gift that you can't receive, Mm -hmm. right? Your expression number in numerology is talking about the gifts that you have to give others. If main biggest point of suffering for people that I work with is that their expression number isn't honored. And Mm -hmm. so um, they're in a relationship or in a job where it's not being received. So I think knowing yourself, knowing your numbers, and then learning how to be disagreeable enough to honor them. I think that that's the key to get to where you want to be.
0: Amazing. I think that's an amazing thing. And I know I can, like, I mean, I want my chart done by you. Email me and I'll, I'll give you some tidbits. Okay, awesome. I mean, I, I think it would be cool to go through the whole experience. And I encourage anybody listening. I mean, really, I don't need to encourage them. It sounds, you know, it's, I can tell already people are going to be excited to work with you and to get more information um, to help them on their journey. I just appreciate you being here so, so much. You're a wealth of knowledge.
1: Thank you, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate it. I had one more question. I know we're almost out of time and it's really me that's gonna be late for my daughter, but maybe <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> but give us like just a really quick, uh, you know, snapshot of October. What, you know, with numerology based, what what is on the horizon for us or what should we be paying attention to? Mm-hmm. What's you, what do you think is the number one most thing that you want people to know about October?
1: So October is a five universal month in numerology, um, which in and of itself is very powerful, but it's sort of a sneak peek into 2021 because 2021 is a five universal year. So it's kind of like prepping and priming us. The five is, is calling us to change. It's calling us to up-level. Um, your dreams, your desires won't survive if you're not willing to take risks for it so so here in October um, it's time to get outside your comfort zone and make changes for what it is that you want last this this last month um, of September it was about getting to work it was about getting down into the details focusing dedicating your effort into an area but October is really going to call you to make some big changes. And what you'll first experience probably is frustration and anger that no matter how hard you work, there doesn't seem to be results or breakthroughs. And that only happens because there are times when our hard work is necessary, like that very dedicated focus energy is, is, works out. But then there are times when to protect your dreams, you've got to move it to the next level. Yeah so the October numerology challenge, which people can access over on my blog, um, there's a free podcast and episode on it and um, a delineation of the three steps. But it's basically write down five changes that you're going to make or calculated risks that you're going to take for your dream mm-hmm. and then schedule them into your calendar. Mm-hmm. Because if you want October to be sort of a, um, an opportunity to elevate the momentum and progress of your dream, you've got to be willing to basically don the robe of the explorer and get outside your comfort zone.
0: I love it. Which is
1: uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's very uncomfortable. But I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. it. I'll end on this. Um, One of the things I ask all my guests, is there a quote? Is there something that really resonates with you right now? And what you shared, I thought was so beautiful and it's such a beautiful way to end. And you said the numbers are the fingerprints of God my favorite yeah thank you Nat thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me Thank you so much for joining and listening to this episode. I know you're taking away something that's really impactful for you. I know that you're wondering, what is my life path number? I want to know more. So in the show notes, make sure you check out the calculator that she sent over where you can get your life path number and you can learn more about numerology. Also, you can check out... session with her so you can get your full chart, you can get a total download of how your numbers work in your life and to really help guide you to empower you in your life. I can't recommend her any more than I already have. She's amazing, incredible, honest, genuine, has so much integrity and I'm so honored she was here on Inner Guidance Daily. Stay tuned for another episode with Nat and I as we talk about more about some of the darker sides of spirituality um, and what to look out for, how to protect yourself, how to understand the guru mentality, and so many more things that we're going to really digest together. So I I noted it here in the episode. I said, we'll put a pin on that. Um, But again, just reminding you that we will be talking again. So look out for that. All right. Well, thanks for joining and I'll see you soon. So much for tuning into this episode and for subscribing to Inner Guidance Daily. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Do it! And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, I would love it if you could leave a review. It helps to reach more people and it helps to shape the podcast. I look at every single review and I listen to all the feedback. If you feel like this podcast is beneficial to you, I would love it if you would pass it along to anybody else that you think would benefit from this information. One last thing: if you're on Instagram, please let me know. Follow me at innerrebel.co. Tag me when you listen to this episode or to this podcast. Let me know what you think. I'm so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful to be serving this community. Thank you so much for tuning into Inner Guidance Daily, and I'll see you in the next episode.